And so we are kicking off our series and uh, we're going to be spending the next eight weeks, which for Celebration Church is a pretty long series. <clears throat> Pardon me, I'm going to need a drink of water. I had to do this last week too. I'm getting stuffy up here. Oh, that's better. And uh, anyways, it's a long series for us. But we are going to be looking at and delving into a passage of scripture about really purposing to grow in our faith. In fact, the name of this series is Add to Your Faith. And we want to see that take place over and over and over again. Um, let's go ahead. If you have your Version app open, you have your notes open, we want to go ahead and get in. And I keep hearing, is my mic like banging around? I'm just annoying myself. Isn't that terrible? I guess it's better than annoying y'all. Uh, but if you have your bulletin uh, open or your version app open, you can get, do the digital notes. We're just going to go ahead and jump into the middle of this. And um, because our relationship with God should be about, listen to this, everything about this Christianity thing, it should be about knowing God better and trusting him more. It is not about church attendance. It is not about writing checks and giving. It is not about any of these other things that are expressions of our relationship with God. Any more than my marriage is about buying a house together. Even though we've bought many houses together and that's an expression of my marriage. That does not make a marriage. It is not even having dinner together on a certain date that celebrates something. That's not a marriage. A marriage is about us growing as a couple. About me and my wife. That is what a marriage is about. And other things facilitate that. But those things don't replace that. We have to get this deep in our hearts. That this is about knowing him better and trusting him more. This morning if you showed up to, to church for, for in, any other reason. Then I hope we can just hit the reset button right now as a group. And say God take this moment to help me. To grow in this and knowing you better. And trusting you more. And as we live this out, our faith grows and it impacts our entire lives. Our whole lives get impacted by this. Not just our religious life, not just our Sunday mornings, but our entire lives, the, the wholeness of it gets impacted and changed as our faith grows. As we begin to trust God a little bit more. And so as we're here this morning, we really have to be aware of the big question. Because immediately, so many times, it can simply be about making heaven. Well, this, this, our time on this earth is going to end, and we are going, we want to make sure that we make heaven. Well, our understanding of the scripture is that making heaven on our end isn't that difficult. It, was, it took a whole lot on God's end. He sacrificed his son. He did all the work. And on our end, we have to believe that that actually happened. And we have to place our faith in Christ. And we embrace that. And we place our faith in it and nothing else. And guess what? When we do that, we are heaven ready. We're heaven ready. But, but based on the completed work of Jesus Christ. You're like, okay, well, why do we keep showing up here? I did, I did that a long time ago. 
My faith is in Jesus. I know that I can't get my way into heaven. I can't be good enough. I've messed up. My sins needed to be dealt with. Jesus dealt with them. Why are we showing up to church and why are we doing all of this? The reason that we do this is because Jesus came to to give us life and life more abundantly. It doesn't stop with heaven. Isn't it fantastic that heaven isn't isn't where we're trying to work to? That's where we start. That's where we start. It's our start, but we don't in there go, ooh, got that little card punched, I'm done. I can go ahead and, and live my life however I want to and keep hurting me and hurting other people. No. The whole reason we come to know him better and to trust him more is because his ways are good. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. The way of the person that wants to do it their own way is hard. The Old Testament calls that the way of the transgressor. But the person that just wants to go their own way, that's hard. I tell you, most of us, we're ready to not have life made hard on ourselves. That's why we, that's why we grow. That's why we do this. Because God cares about that. In fact, the truth is everything that is alive grows. Everything that is alive grows. And let's look at Second Peter verse 1. And we're going to be chewing on this. I'm so excited. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. He's the one that did it. It's His glory. It's His goodness. Through, <clears throat> through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We talked about that this last week whenever we were closing out our prayer series that the temptation comes whenever our old habits surface and we want to do something that hurts us or hurts somebody else. We find it pleasurable in the moment or whatever. There's some sort of a hook. There's some sort of a life pattern and we end up doing something destructive. But that is not God's plan for our lives. And so in verse 5, and we're going to be really getting into this, for this very reason, because God has provided it all, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection or kindness, and then to kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be ineffective and unproductive in my knowledge. God has brought us into the kingdom. He wants to work in and through our lives. We're hardwired for this. But look what happens. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. You've forgotten what Jesus has done. We press forward not because we have to do something, but because he did something that was so big, we don't want to miss out on any of it. That is why we press forward. And we should grow. We should grow. But we don't do it automatically. Thankfully, our bodies will grow automatically. If we had to do certain things to make ourselves mature physically, how many...
still be stuck at about 18 months old. As soon as we figured out that, as soon as we figured out that we could like feed ourselves, you know, take naps whenever we wanted to, and somebody else changes, we'd probably stay right there. We'd probably pr- quit progressing. But things take place. We mature. We go forward to physically mature. But spiritually, we can stay babies a long, long time. And I tell you what, it what ends up that you look around and you see somebody who's, who's known about Christ and his completed work for a while and not allowed the transformation. And it looks a little odd. It looks a little weird. Maybe you've seen the, the movie, the, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, where the guy's born old. And his body's all old and he looks like an old man. And as he grows, he actually is going backwards. So he kind of gets this awesome opportunity to get all of this life wisdom and life knowledge and have the body of a 23-year-old when he's really like a 75-year-old man or something. He gets to go backwards. But when he was little, everybody was like, this is messed up because here's this old man that can't hardly do anything. And he's learning how to talk and and he wants to play and he's attracted to immature things and Man, something's just messed up here. Well, if we don't embrace the fact that God wants us to mature in our faith and to grow, then we're going to end up with the curious case of being stuck Christian. And there's tons of them around. Where you're sitting there and you're like, you've been around a long time. Why are you still stuck in this place? There's something that's just off about it. We should grow in our knowledge of him we should do that but one of the first things we're going to have to understand is that we do not grow ourselves i want you to understand this otherwise you could get under this weight again that now that you're saved you got to make sure that you grow and and you do these different things now there are some responsibilities on our end but we cannot take credit for any of it we don't take credit for, for our salvation. Jesus did it. We don't take credit for our growth. God does it. God is the one that brings the growth. However, we do make decisions that can cultivate the environment for our lives. I could not make a tomato. In fact, none of us can make a tomato. But we can get a tomato seed. And we can put it in some good ground and give it some sunlight and give it some rain and put the elements there and watch it do its thing. Or we could take that same tomato seed and we could go and we could stick it in like the the gravel in in the back and it could just barely be alive and maybe produce some sad little tomato that that nobody really wants to enjoy. Now, what is the difference? The difference is obviously the the ground the environment that it was placed second peter 5 1 5 says for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith luke 17 5 says the apostles said to the lord increase our faith they had just heard they had just heard about the fact that they were going to have to forgive people on a regular basis that they were going to have to forgive. And they're like, oh my goodness. Lord, increase our faith. 
He told them to go and to, to share the gospel with people. He told them to pray for people and see people get healed and all those different things. They did not say increase our faith. They found out they were going to have to walk in love and forgiveness. And they said, oh, God, increase our faith. We need our faith to grow. And there are times where we hit these walls and we recognize that, man, we need some help. We need something along here. My oldest son, Keenan, when he was about five years old, we were, uh, we were somewhere, and I don't remember the environment. And uh, we were either at my, ha- or my parents' house or my grandparents' house. And um, the television is on. We're not really paying attention. Nobody's really paying attention. And uh, Keenan's sitting there, and something inappropriate comes on TV. Now, it's not horror. It's cable television, normal, regular but there are things that we don't let a little five-year-old watch. And, and so he is sitting there and he's watching this TV and he is glued to the TV. He is glued to it. And then he yells out, why are you letting me watch this? And he's just staring at it and he will not look away. And he knew something had to shift. Somebody had to help him. If somebody didn't change the channel or pick him up or take him out of the room, he was going to watch it. There was no change in it. He was going to watch it. So he cries out, why are you allowing this? You know, in our lives, you know, there are things that we recognize. Man, this needs to change. You know, maybe there are some habits or the way we treat one another things. And say, God, help me out in this. Without your help, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall into this pattern one more time. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 says, that Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Please don't for a second in this add to your faith thing think that you're the one that has to produce it. Honestly, you don't want what you can produce. But your life craves what God alone can produce. 1 Peter 2, 2 says, like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. We're going to grow up in our salvation. That's what this is about. We've seen God's for us. He loves us. He wants good for your life. You don't have to be fearful that if you say yes to God and say, God, I want your will, then all of a sudden you're going to be asked to live in some monastery on the backside of some island and write the Bible every day for the rest of your life. No, no. God has a life that is designed to fit you. And you don't have to be fearful of saying yes to that. So when that, when we embrace that, we need to understand that we should pray for this kind of growth. This is something that you and I need to pray for. And we need to trust God that it is at work when we pray for it. Because he's the one that makes it grow. So he's the one that's going to be bringing it about. I don't know about you, but I, I, when I pray for something, then I tend to also have an agenda of how I would like that to go. Say, God, you know, we're, we're needing this or that. And I'm like, okay, God, it would be really be cool if you did it this way. And then God loves to do it his own way. And I got reminded of this whenever we were 
taking Keenan to preview CFNI, where he's at right now. My oldest son is the first year in college at Bible school. And when he was little, I've shared this story before, that um, uh, he was about four or five years old again, and, and my middle boy, Weston, was in the high chair, and Keenan walks up to him, throws his hand, or tells him, I'm going to teach you how to be a man of God. So I'm just listening, all right, how's he going to do this? So we're making dinner, and Keenan throws his hands up and begins to sing, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor, and just begins to sing this song. And, uh, and so, and I'm like, man, that is just, that is so awesome that he understands that, that being a man of God is just about worshiping God and honoring him. And, and here he is teaching my younger son, and that was awesome. And as a cherished memory that I've even shared in preaching and filed it away. Well, we go to Christ for the Nations last spring. And Keenan had, I had encouraged Keenan towards that. He'd really felt like he, that was the school he was supposed to go to. Pastor John is there, and, and it was just a, a good thing. But he had never been there, never been exposed to their music, really. Keenan is musically driven. So we're in the chapel service at 8 a.m. He's, he's getting to be a part of classes. And I'm like, okay, man, they're just about to just rip this awesome brand new song. They're just about to this just incredible cutting-edge thing. And I'm just ready. I'm standing beside him. It's his first experience at school. And he, so and then this guy just begins to play on the keyboard and begins to pray, sing, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he changed me. And I'm like, this song from like 1992 is like older than Keenan. And I'm like, oh, man. Lord, seriously. And I'm sitting there grousing. I'm griping in my heart. You know, and I'm hoping, you know, man, y'all need to pick it up, get through this song, you know. And Keenan's sitting right there, and I'm not looking at him. And all of a sudden, I totally forgot the next line. And that guy on the keyboard goes, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'm all crying. I'm like, Keenan, the only song this is. He's like, no. Like, this is a song you taught your brother how to be a man of God. This is where God wants you to learn how to be a man of God. And it was just this awesome, this awesome, sweet moment. Keenan's all tearing up. And, I mean, it was one of those things, and I had, I had totally forgotten. I was wanting things to go another direction. I wanted somebody to just rip it and just worship God on that electric guitar. And just, wow, and just tear it up, man. And somebody just, just sit there. And then this guy just, I'm like, Come on. And it was exactly, oh, my gosh, it was exactly. If, there was, if that song was for nobody else in that 1,200-person chapel, it was for me and Keenan. Man, and God will take things in a, in a direction you don't anticipate. Colossians 1.9 says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. Through all the wisdom and understanding the scripture gives. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience. And giving joyful thanks to the Father. Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Said they constantly prayed for this. 
And the next thing we need to understand is we have to celebrate it. We should celebrate this kind of growth. Second Thessalonians 1.3 says, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love you have for one another is increasing. We should thank God. We should celebrate. We should go, man, this is awesome, because your faith is growing. And we can get so focused on our missteps that we forget to celebrate the awesome things God's doing in our lives. Don't let the enemy misdirect you and have you... I have you focused on the things where maybe are still in progress. Enjoy everything God does in your life. And then the last thing we want to look about, look at, is that we grow best when connected to others. And Ephesians 4 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip the people for the works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach a unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then we're going to be no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching. And by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow and become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up. Grows and builds itself up in love. Our band is coming to do a song right now. And uh, one of the things we have to understand is that we grow best in community. We grow best when connected to others. The biggest trees on the planet, the wonderful California redwoods, Man, those suckers will grow 365 feet plus tall. Just so you know, our awesome cactus hotel is 165 feet tall. So these trees are 200 feet taller than our cactus hotel. You double it, and then they're still shorter. And the the way they do it is they don't have this 365-foot root that's going down into the earth. They actually have these big entangled root systems and they're holding on to each other's roots and they're holding on and these huge trees are able to grow to those heights because they're connected with each other and they're able to grow. They're able to go to that place. I'm going to encourage you at the end of this service to get involved in some small groups, to do some things that are going to help you to shift out of the normal routine of life and become aware of of the presence of God in your life. We have to, we have to become aware of that.
is to simply to try to do life, ignoring him. And if we will break out of that habit, we're just so used to doing it on our own and so used to not looking to him. If we'll just break out of that habit. We've got a little video that's going to explain a project I want us to do as a church for the next 60 days.
We've got a, a resource that if you're on version, you have the link there already in your, in your plan. You've got it put there in your bulletin notes. You can go to our website. And there's a free app that will work on your, your iPhone or your, your uh, um, Android power phone. And it's simply called 6060 or Soul Revolution. And what it will do is you just go ahead and, and, and activate it. And you don't have to create an account or anything like that. Just activate it. And you can set the hours. But once an hour while you're awake, whether you get up at 6 in the morning, you can start at then, or maybe you get up at 9 or later, 10 for some, and um, start it whenever your day starts. But once an hour, take an opportunity, and this little app will just interrupt you. It'll just beep you, sound like a text message or however you want to set it, and give you a little scripture and remind you to be aware of the presence of God. And to take a moment to say, God, is there anything you want me to do? Is there, an, is there an attitude adjustment? Is there anything, any place I can show love to somebody? And just help us to break out of the routine of going through life, ignoring God. And I am convinced if we'll just give the Holy Spirit a little bit of room in our lives, he's going to grow us. The stuff that frustrates us, the stuff that, 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 that where we make self-destructive decisions, he's going to help us on that if we will simply do that. We also have some, some little sticky notes that we're going to hand you on the, on the way out. They say 60-60 at the top, little books of 25, and you can put them on your refrigerator, put them on your mirror, put them on your dash, put them on wherever, they're on your computer monitor, put them different places. They've got room for you to put little prayer requests or if you want to pray for somebody in particular or scriptures. And we're just wanting to resource you. And I challenge you as your pastor, take the next 60 days. Let your life and little flow be interrupted. We just looked at how to pray. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. It was about a 65-second prayer. He, he, we don't have to spend this huge amounts of time. The purpose is to stay connected with him. Listen to the Holy Spirit all day long. And I'm telling you, it's going to make a difference. The truth is, if we will continue to grow in our faith, then we will truly be effective and productive in our knowledge of him. That's what he wants. That's when we really begin to treat each other the way that God wants us to treat each other. That's when we begin to live the life that God has wired us to live. Instead of having our heads down and ignoring the needs around us, we begin to look up and see and hear with the heart of God. But we need some help. We need some, we get in our routines. And so I, I want to I challenge you as your pastor to do that. I'm excited about this. We've got our small groups. We also have some small group packets on the way out. Maybe you don't want to get involved in one of the groups that's on the back of the bulletin. Maybe you just want to start your own. That's fantastic. We've got some packets. You have a little video in it, a discussion guide. Get with a couple of other believers. We have this Add to Your Faith series. Our small group push is Add to. Get you and Add to. And you have a small group. Just fit it around y'all's schedules. You don't have to do something we've provided. Just get together with other believers and let God grow. You'll be amazed at what happens when you just allow him in on that level. As we close the service right here, I want to also create a moment. In case you said, Brandon, you know, you talked about being heaven ready. It's, it's so easy. And I feel so far away from God. I feel so far away. I feel the weight of my decisions and my sin on my shoulders. And I don't want to live with that. You said Jesus paid the price. And I believe that, and I want, I want to accept that right now. And if that's you, then I want you to create a quiet moment, nobody looking around. If that's you, I want you to just lift your hand up. If 
you're in the overflow theater over there, you can lift your hand up and there'll be somebody over there. But if that's you, we would just want to create this moment. Let's do it here and now. You can begin to grow right now. Change everything. Life be, be progressively different because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Awesome. Awesome. Believers, put your voices with me and let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that he paid it all. And I place my faith in him. That he did death for me. And that now I can have life. Because of him. I invite the work of the Holy Spirit. Into my life. To change me. From the inside out. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.